obviously strange Indians. Well, it distracts you from the whole. So that's the best it can do. But okay. while you're distracted from the whole, the whole is becoming more real because you you were driven to try to distract yourself. Are you going to drive this? Are you going to be driven to try to distract yourself from something that's not real? No, you're not. Okay. So we don't understand that we're lending reality to things by trying to get out of them. Really. Because there's a lot of power going on in the dreaming. And if the Course of Miracles was correct or is correct, which is just a book, like a download that happened and a lady received all this information and she thought it was sort of pretty strange. So one of her uh, colleagues transcribed it and then it became a thing called the Course of Miracles. Well, the Course of Miracles basically says that we are the dreaming of this dreaming, yeah? Not that we're an object in the dream or that we're in someone else's dream. We are the act of dreaming. So that's what we do. We see something, we give it a meaning, don't we? Yeah. The tree never tells you it's an oak. You say it's an oak tree. Yeah. Trees never said fucking anything. <laughs> so, yeah, so our role is to give meaning to things. What's that but dreaming? We can make, what, what's that, but how, if this was a real place and all these ideas were real ideas and real things, how could we make mountains out of molehills? Yeah. If it was a molehill, it would be a molehill. If it was a mountain, it would be a mountain. You couldn't make a mountain out of a molehill um, if there was really a molehill. It would stay a molehill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all these things imply something. If you if you get, get the hints, they lead you to a possibility. And maybe you heard it framed once in an old, when you were visiting someone and they had a blue book and it was the Course of Miracles and you read this and then you go, aha, that's dreaming. Yes? Yeah. So now you've been using the dream to dream yourself out of it. So and there's a dream book, you read it eight years ago, then you start seeing what it was saying in your own life and go, wait a minute. If I'm giving everything all the meaning it has, then I must be the act of dreaming. Yeah, I must be the actual act of it because I'm giving meaning to shit all day. And the only way you can give meaning to something is if it was empty of meaning. If it already had a meaning, how would you give a meaning to it? If it already had a meaning and it was solid and galvanized, and that was that, this is what it was, this is what it's going to be, this is what it is you wouldn't be able to give it a meaning. But if it's empty of meaning, you can give it a meaning, yeah? That's why in Buddhism, in Buddhism they talk about emptiness, yeah? What do they mean by emptiness? It's empty of any reality, yeah? So it's an appearance. Something is appearing to be so, but it needs us to appear to be so. It needs the observing of it to appear to be so, yeah? If not, did you act? Was there anything to really see if you're not seeing it? You know, I have a heard this once and it's made a lot of sense at the time. But the, the uh, thing about having a partner in life is you have someone to observe your life, to witness. Yeah, yeah. Words, witness. It gives so meaning it to it. It gives meaning. 
Yes. With meaning out of it, right? Exactly. Just like people do better with purpose than not. You know, most people without a purpose, you see a lot of men because they are, there's an act of being identified with their job. When they retire, they go through some heavy stages and a lot of them start drinking excessively and they get fucked up because their whole meaning to life was coming from what they thought they did. Now they're not doing it. They, they let another meaning comes, you're a fucking loser or something else. Yes, because it's always a two-sided coin. Just like if you feel like you achieve something, you can also feel like you're going to lose it. So therefore, it's never a clear deal. So, yeah, people, an action figure does better with a purpose. Now, do you need a purpose of transcending the 11 rings of hell or maybe finding a latte? You're probably more successful finding a latte. Yeah, there you go. You can you can enjoy your goal and it only costs you a couple of miles of driving and five bucks. Instead of, I've surrendered my whole life and nothing's happened. So there you go. So there's, uh, are we on bro? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, that's the thing is, like, with these mess, this message, uh, how you come in here is what the message is negating. The assumption that you're Joyce or Paul coming to a meeting and sitting down is basically the topic of the whole meeting, is to negate that. Not to negate it, it's just to point it out, yeah? Because... If you are what you're looking for, then it's impossible to find it, you see? The only thing you may be actually doing is looking for, using what you're looking for to look for itself. That's pretty much the description of our daily routine. We're using what we are to try to find what we are. That's why it fails. It's not personal. It's not like you're the only one who's gonna miss this. It does, you can't get it. That's the great news. The great news, see, heard, heard by, the, by what you're not, it's fucked up. It's not good news because it's, it's getting meaning out of that drive to arrive at the absolute state. It is. It's getting a meaning right now that's making itself, which isn't you, feel better. It doesn't want that meal taken away. So it says it wants to, you know, it will take, oh, I'm flawed or I'm, I'm pure and I can work on myself and I'll become what I've, what I've always been or some fucking crazy. That makes absolutely no sense. If you've always been that, how could you ever become it? You know, but you know what I mean? There's, it becomes like a drive and meaning is given and you feel better. Just like when I got, came out of recovery, came into recovery I mean, I remember the best time I ever felt was when I was searching for God, yeah, instead of searching for Coke. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I was drawn to that and I got a feel, a better feeling than I usually had about this experience when I was, you know, meditating and going forward. That's great. But the story wasn't about just feeling better. It was about, I'm going to transcend and I'm going to go and really, I just didn't want to be affected by anybody else. So yeah, I called equanimity or divine indifference. I was all for that. <laughs> I didn't want it to be affected by anyone. 
that was what I really, the head really wanted. It wasn't call it what you wanted to, you know, but while it was moving towards that goal, which it was, see, it was very comfortable with that goal because it knows it's never going to get there. When it's going towards that goal of complete oblivion of what you're not, all the while the emphasis is on what you're not, every step to the oblivion. <laughs> That's a word, the, obliv the oblivion, the, the extinguishment of Paul takes a lot of time usually. <laughs> when if you see you're not that, it doesn't take any time at all. Yeah. So the whole point is we walk into this room and that whole assumption is questioned, hopefully. Because if it isn't, Basically, the horse is out of the barn. You've lost the whole point. And then it becomes relational therapy or whatever it may be, which is fine in its point and if it's in its place. But the questioning is the idea that you are hearing this message. Yeah, there's a hearing of the message, but the idea it's you that's hearing the message and that you that's hearing the message, has heard a lot of messages just like this message. So you've already fucking neutered the invitation. Yes, and you see it. The system, as soon as it arrives at that great part you heard about, it sucks. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah. And you can't seem to get to the party and it's still being great when you arrive. And this is what the head keeps on. It wants to be here to experience its own absence. It does. It thinks it's going to be Paul is going to witness the oblivion of Paul. It's not. It's going down with the ship. <laughs> There's not, this ain't like uh, Robinson Crusoe. No. There's no Robinson Crusoe in this. It's bye-bye. Yeah. It's not even bye-bye because you were never there. It's just an activity that was going on. Yeah. So this is why the whole, the whole basis of the talks are rooted in this premise, which is being ourselves reality. That's basically the premise. Yeah? As Ramana said, the greatest mystery, Ramana Maharshi, the greatest mystery is reality wanting to attain reality. And we could laugh at that and, oh, that's a pretty interesting idea. But one aspect of that reality is called Paul. We don't notice that usually. So the greatest mystery is Paul, AKA reality, wanting to attain reality. Yeah, you see it? If you see it from Paul, it makes total sense to want to attain reality. There's a lot of other Pauls and Jims and Marys with trees in front of their name and Anons after their name, who it's promoting, yes, Paul. You can, you can find reality. You can merge in reality. Not today, obviously, but if you work and da 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 and all the emphasis is on you, yes? And, and it rightfully should be, yeah? I'm going to be there to get it, and I've got to do a lot of work on this to get it ready to be there to get it. Yeah? But you're not. That's the good news. That's the beauty of it. What could sound like oh, this sucks, is a hallelujah. It's just how it's heard. So you get to a point where non-duality gives meaning to a lot of your suspicions, really. You've had a lot of suspicions that hey, maybe the fucking system I'm practicing doesn't work. It's not because I haven't sat long enough or I didn't kiss the master's foot long enough. Oh, I shouldn't. I got diverted. I missed the secret handshake, whatever it may be. Maybe you just realized hey, I can't 
can't get out. Yeah, it seems like I can't fucking get out. No matter what I do, I still I still show up. <laughs> How can I? And it, it, there's a suspicion grows, but of course the self-centered system just keeps turning it on itself and blaming you or blaming the teacher. So you go to another teacher or so on and so forth. You realize there is no teacher who has anything to give you. There's a lot of giving through the teacher maybe, but the teacher doesn't have shit. If it's a really incredible teacher, it's quite inherently empty of any sense of being a teacher. Yeah, it's just being used like a, a, a nondescript fountain to bring the water. The emphasis isn't on, let's build a temple to the fountain. <laughs> oh, no great fountain. The fountain's job is to, is to carry the water. The water is the, yeah, is the, uh, the quencher of that thirst. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, all right, so you walk in here and what the assumption or how it was shared with me was there's an activity of that mental condition that we either have or we're in or somewhere it's around in our vicinity, that mental condition is claiming whatever's happening at a point where we're not seeing it, yeah? Because it's been doing it uh, in its story for so long, we've come to, we've come in a weird way to agree with it. Yeah, so we begin a couple seconds after the experience of what we really are is, which is consciousness, if mm -hmm. you want to call it that, or awareness, you know? <laughs> Having contact through seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yeah? That's basically what's going on. And then a second or two later, the mental state has claimed that and turned it into an interpretation that it's you that saw that stuff. It's you that's hearing everything. It's you that's feeling everything. And you are definitely doing everything that comes through this body. You're fucking responsible for that. And therefore, yeah, right from the get-go, the assumption has been presupposed that you're something that you're not, yeah? So now you come to a mess, let's say a meeting about truth, and you're hearing it from the exact activity that's denying the truth of what we are. You see? So this fundamental thing going on, the meaning of truth will probably be claimed to reinforce the falsehood that you're based on. That's the problem. Because it will be you that's hearing the truth. I finally heard the truth. No. No, you are the truth. Yes? This is the premise of non-duality. Is it's not like you're in a suspended place that you could be anything. No, you are fundamentally not that which you're taking yourself to be because you are reality. Yeah, that's the assumption. Agree or disagree, argue with the fucking Ramana or whoever you want. But that's basically, if you're going to pass the lineage of non-duality along, that's the lineage. Is that The assumption is we are what we're looking for. That's the assumption that you are inherently exact. You are and will always be time or no time exactly inherently that which you are. Yeah. And nothing has happened to cause any difference in that. And nor will there anything ever happen that will cause a difference in that. The only thing that take 10, it's like that statement by the guy who says, you know, there are new neuro, 
no illusions. They're all illusory. We manufacture them. Yeah, the only thing that could fool reality is reality itself. Yeah. The only thing that allows false evidence to appear real is that it's appearing to reality, us. Yeah. So when false evidence appears real to reality and the reality takes it to be so, it appears real. <laughs> Why? Because the only way it can get reality lent to it is by and through reality. Where that? Well, it's beyond, it's the witnessing is an act. There's no witnesser. See, witnessing is just another way of, let's say, speaking of awareness uncluttered by a lot of other embroideries, so to speak. So you call it the witnessing, but most people start calling it the witness or the witnesser. And there's no witness. There's no thing that's witnessing. There's witnessing. There is no object or non-object that's doing witnessing. There's just witnessing. There's no one witnessing. This is the mental logic that's so fucking stubborn. If, it's, if it notices something's going on, there's got to be someone who did it or something that's doing it. Who says that? Only from our own false logic. We come to that conclusion. Don't you see it? We don't see, we can't see that verb stand alone. We don't. We see a verb. As soon as I sense a verb, there's a noun. And if not finding one, we make one up, really. <laughs> we don't find a noun, so we just assume and presuppose there is one. And then we go on our merry way, bitching about how heavy and how it sucks to be a noun, all the while not being a noun. <laughs> And there's nothing worse than a non-noun trying to get out of being a noun. <laughs> That's its trap, you see. You start, you start looking at your nature as a goal you want to arrive at from the false story that we're living from. Yeah. And then we make that into a noun. <laughs> yes, well, we don't make it into a noun, we call it a noun. We don't make anything. God doesn't get made by us in a way. The idea of it, yeah, but what it implies, no. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's no God anyway. There would be Godding or being. Yeah. I like the word being much better because it captures the activity. Yeah. That doesn't coagulate into a thing. It's just being. It's not implying there's something that's being, it's being just pure, unadulterated formless being yeah. yeah then being as that it's like the story we used to tell about the uh, you know those little box cameras you used to buy when you were traveling around nice. in like a cardboard box it would only have one roll in it and then you bring it back you never see the cardboard camera again they give you 12 pictures or something yeah mostly the worst, because you couldn't even see through the plastic lens. It was just hopefully point and hope you could catch it. You couldn't even see the object. Yeah. But it's sort of like there's that cardboard box. Yeah. And then there's this huge, credible camera, super HD, panoramic view, everything. And it has a mobile tripod. So it's walking around, sees this little camera, recognizes its function. Yeah, I see through this. Yeah. So it sees, it looks through the brownie, but then it takes, it forgets seemingly. It's all based on time yeah, and space. 
without the dreaming, there would be no dreaming. <laughs> You'd be, yeah, whatever. So it sees the, uh, it sees the camera, looks through it, and while looking through it, it seemingly forgets that what it is that's looking through it and takes itself to be what it's looking through. Yes, obviously you can use the cardboard to represent the body. Yeah. All right, so now that huge camera forgets all about its own essence and nature and now is sort of waylaid by this identification and you know, the pictures suck. It's not feeling that great about itself. It knows it's going to be in the garbage cans. You know, it doesn't have a great future. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what it does is it saves up its money and says, I'm gonna buy a $5,000 Nikon lens and then the pictures will be a whole lot better, but you don't realize, yeah, that Nikon lens is incredible, but if you put it on a plastic lens, that's before it, the plastic lens is gonna determine the quality of the picture, not the add-on lens. So you can wear as many philosophical glasses as you like, but they're not going to change probably the identification as what you're not. They're not. Yeah. That job isn't for that. It's to reinforce it, really. Yeah. To give you a, a crusade with you in each frame of the movie. Yeah. The one, the great one who's going to surrender his life to the ultimate. It's very rarely about the ultimate, it's always about you. <laughs> 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 so so all right someone shows up maybe you could maybe the camera got whacked or something but let's say someone else showed up and said hey and who had remembered the big camera recognizes the big camera as the big camera even though when he's talking to the big camera the big camera thinks he's talking to the brownie so the guy goes hey wait a minute hey you're not the brownie it doesn't have to say, well, we're going to have a retreat of what you're exactly like. You're a great fucking camera. You're a great camera. Okay, yes. Get me more Nikon. <laughs> you know? No, we're going to say what you're not. You're not the fucking brownie. Yeah? That's the, that to me is clear direction. So to start talking to that big camera about the big camera, through the identification as the little camera doesn't go fucking anywhere, has it? People have gone to five, six hundred meetings. Yeah, I'm looking at everybody. We go to a tons of meetings and the basic premise is never, it's always, it just gets translated because it's a, we're waiting for that to change and it's not necessary for it to change. This does not have to co-sign your journey to where you already are. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's mechanical. You're not doing it. You're not doing selfing. You're not fucking things up. You're not, yeah? The, the identification as this is the obscuring factor. It's not like I, I've chosen bad rides and I have to choose good rides. You are the ride in this event. And, then, and you can't get out of this ride as the ride. You can't, yeah. You can get out of other rides called relationships or shit like that. You can't get out of this ride as this ride. It's a fact, completely. Never will, never has, it ain't gonna happen. 
Even though the mental logic doesn't believe that because the mental logic thinks it's going to leave this ride and go into another ride and go into another ride. It ain't. It's just the voice of this ride as this ride within this ride. It doesn't transcend anywhere. It doesn't. It's part and parcel of the ride. It's not in the ride. That which is talking isn't a fucking spiritual picture of you. It's just a voice from the brain. It's all made up. Yeah. So it's talking as if, okay, when it gets really bad, I'm out of here. It ain't, it's, no, it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's, so the great news about this message is you're not going to get it. You're not going to have a, a huge run of experiencing it almost constantly. You're not. It's not going to happen because you're being it. It's completely all the time you're being it. That's why you don't notice it. If you could stop being it and then recognize it when you start being it, you really fucking probably drop down on your knees and just fucking sing a hallelujah. <laughs> but because there's no absence of it, you don't know its presence really because of the system we're using to try to pick it up. We're trying to understand something from something that can't be understood. <laughs> this, this is a failed system. It's perfectly suited for what it's doing here, but it's, a fa it's not a chariot of the gods. It isn't. Yeah. It isn't. Yeah. While you're sitting there trying to meditate yourself into nirvana, it's just, it's left cheek hurts. It just wants to fucking get up. It does. It's knees are shocked. It's fucking what the hell, you know? But <laughs> there's no interest in going to the promised land. It doesn't. It's just fucking. If it could disavow you, it would. It would, it would get another one, another rider. But it can't, it can't seem to shake you off. <laughs> so it's patiently hoping, hope this motherfucker gets it. So I can get on with being healthy and other shit that's more important to me than transcending and seeing the original face of God. <laughs> so, it's a, so we share that. We try to share like the idea we tell the story about the, the older lion and the younger lion seeing their reflection and the younger lion gets that it's a lion by seeing it has the same look as the old lion. Yes, whammo. But what happens when it walks away from the pond? That's not addressed by the parable. What will happens when it walks away from the pond, the mental state kicks in, and the mental state is based on the assumption you're a sheep. And now the mental state says, as a sheep, I had an incredible lion experience. I'm going to go back to my sheep flock and we're going to buy pictures of lions. I'm going to open up a lion church and I'll be the head priest of the lion. You know, I'll get my hair straightened out. No more sweaters for me. <laughs> so, and unbeknownst, really, in a way, the lion then stays muted, stays quiet, and it lives under and as the context of an a really an interpretive dream of being a sheep, all the while being alive. Yes, 
So if that is the case, that's, the, that's what's being presented. That's the case, being ourselves reality. And yet in this dreaming, there's a mental movement that has you believe in your sheep, let's say, and, and your, your nature is a lion. Well, what's more important to have giant soliloquies about how you are a lion or how you're gonna be a lion? Or let's just see if you're a sheep, yeah? Not a personal sheep, let's just explain in time, a mental condition kicks in, its movement is the claim. What does it claim? What's happening? What's that? Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, doing, smelling, yeah. Claims it and it presupposes something after the claiming that now believes it's before anything, even the claiming. So now you think you've, you're doing the claiming, yeah? That's the bondage of self. The bondage of self travels to heaven and travels to hell. Yeah, it's not, it's not a denizen of one or the other. If you're in heaven, it'll say, oh, I'm the one who's in heaven, but I'll be going to hell soon. If you're in hell, oh, I'm the one in hell, I'm gonna be here forever. <laughs> it has different tunes, but they're exactly the same scene, the same crooner or the same singer will always be assumed or implied, heaven, hell, Retreat, fucking Sixth Street and Market, same, same, same. Yes, always. So you recognize, all right, what's the head doing? Well, claiming. What's it claiming? What's happening? Yeah. What is it doing with it? It's interpreting it. How is it interpreting it? From a self-centered view. What do you mean by self-centered? The whole interpretation centered on being a self, which is, all right, what's that? a long lasting independent separate entity. What is, how is that represented? It re represents the claiming of doing as the doer, claiming of seeing as the seer, claiming of hearing as the hearer, claiming as the, you know, a problem as the one who has the problem. That's what it is, okay? Now, you mean when I walked in here, that was going on in some area that I may not be too aware of? Yes, that's the assumption. You don't have to be aware that you're getting fucked. You're getting fucked. That's the Okay. Now, all right. Well, what do I do? See? Yes. Nothing. <laughs> what do you mean nothing? Well, there's nothing you can do, really. Because as soon as you do something, it will claim the doing, and you'll be reinforcing the doer again. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I know there's something to do. No, there really isn't. I know you're lying. We are gonna get some, no, you're not getting anything. Yeah, just a negation of this activity. Why? Because it's been given a false affirmation. That's the only reason why. There's no need to negate it other than there's an act of being affirming it, which is what we're doing all day, unbeknownst to us, as the Course would say on that statement, firm in faith in being this something else we've made to be ourselves. Sounds incredibly clear, doesn't it? Firm in faith, yeah, uh, to, being, to be this something else we made to be ourselves, yeah, which is what? This idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate thing, being the doer, the hearer, the feeler. Because listen, if you weren't the doer, then whose life would it be anyway? If you just took that one plug out, you don't even go anywhere else. Just take the plug out of being the personal doer, 
whose life would it be anyway? Your whole narration would collapse. It's, it hangs on such a precarious thread, which is this idea of being the doer, the seer, the feeler. Yeah. And most importantly, the doer in its version here. Yeah. If you took that plug out and you sat with, yeah, whose life would it be anyway? There you go. You're in that land before thought because thought can't touch you. <laughs> Thoughts are stunned. You're like sitting there and yet something's going on. Even though all that you think was you just got paused, something has been paused. What the fuck more do you need to see? Yeah. So you get that hit. Come back to satsang. Hey, what's the main movement of the mental state claiming? How fast is it? Pretty fast. So basically, whatever process you set out to beat that process, you're going to lose. Because when your ass is going to the pillow, it's already cast you as the meditator. You even haven't started meditating yet. You're getting ready to meditate. It has already projected you as the meditator. So now you sit for two hours, unbeknownst to you, something's at work. While you're seemingly doing nothing, it's kicking, kicking, kicking. Yes. And then you walk out of the room and now you feel like you're a meditator. And that feels like an upgrade when I felt like I was an asshole going to drive in the retreat. So it was worth the $2,000 or $3,000. But after a while, if you become a meditator, yeah, and that claiming continues to do, you'll be a meditating asshole, really. Yes, you'll be, oh, I don't hang out with other people who don't meditate or some fucking weird stick up your ass in a way, yes. Oh, I've gone to seven continents for retreats. What have you done? A, what, a one-day retreat? Ah, come on. So, there's pride in every activity because there's a sense there's an identification as the doer this way. When I was shooting dope, there was pride in that. It was. In cocaine usage, because I didn't act out on tweaking after seven or eight days up, I had a supreme level of respect of other heavy-duty cocaine users. And I respected other ones who didn't tweak out. The ones who were looking through the window underneath the door, fucking fuck, we would love to see them leave. And we could get down to real business. <laughs> so in that little round, there was tons of pride going on. Yes. The thing, it's not about, and it has nothing to do with volition. This is the sticking point. Why we don't want to see that is because we think it's us. And for it to be us, it would be unbearable. So let's just fucking live with that elephant in the room. And I won't say I see your elephant and you don't say you see my elephant and we'll just continue on, you know, because it's unbearable to what we're not. Yeah, it is. For you, when you, you know. So this is the message, really. Being ourselves reality. That's the case. You and I looking for reality is the greatest mystery in the eyes of Ram Mahash, who's like the godfather of non-duality. Yeah? So his look has some meaning, I would say. So, and uh, the basic premise is what's going on is there's this presupposing, and the word pre is incredibly important, yeah, because it's of time, yes. So pre means before yeah, something. 
So before you know it, there's a presupposing of this non-existent thing, the body right now, yeah? To be existent, yeah? And then in that existence, it lands to a point where it wants to get salvation for itself because it's running into all Buddhism 101, you know? There's no real satisfaction here because everything is temporary. How can you have a real lasting satisfaction when you're imbibing what comes and goes, yes? And so it goes on and tries to explain why uh, you're at the wrong store, so to speak, <laughs> and you're getting frustrated, yes? <laughs> so, so I don't know where I was there, but so there's the selfing, the claiming, yes? And it does it through selfing. And you can, I can, I've had it so many times. The person hears the, the you know, the statement about selfing, they sort of get it. And then they send me an email. Oh, I've been selfing all day. Or selfing's been driving me crazy. See, the object of the selfing is what the selfing is about. It's trying to imply a subject, which is reality, is an object, which is the non-existent thing. Yes? So... Our subjectivity seemingly forgets itself through the identification as the object. And it's brought back to that many, 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 many times by the, all of the mental processes. That's their main job, is for you to be remembered as a thing, to be thought about as a thing, to be worried about as a thing, yeah? And just fucking forget about no thing, yeah? Again, don't, who looks really at the space in this room? Very rarely you see, you look at the things in it, yes? Yeah, it's, it's, these are strong habits. So it wants to keep our attention off of the fact of it's a failed system, basically. Yeah, because once you see it from what you are and you can easily do that because all seeing is from what you are. The idea of being a looker is a bastardization of the claiming of the seeing, but all seeing is of what you is of what you are, and all the observers were hatched by observing. The observing is true. The aware, the awareness, the witnessing, but the idea that there's a witness or the observer is a claiming of that. Yeah. Now. Wherever we are, that mental state will arrive and claim it. So if you become super clear, it will tell you, you just become super clear. <laughs> and now you're bound, not by the clarity, but by the claiming of being the one who's clear. Because I've met a lot of people who are super clear, but they're not clear about that. They are. They're super clear, but they're not clear that they're... They're not a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. But they're clear about psychology and other shit, but they're not clear about that, yeah? So where does that clarity go? Who cares, really? Yeah, it's like being a professor of holes, yet you still fall into holes. I'd rather, I'd rather have a ladder than, than a professorship. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's what we do every week, I feel, hopefully. We attempt to, we, we threaten to bang the same nail with the same hammer, and then we throw some fucking humor in there. 
but it's basically banging the same now with the same hammer, yeah? And you know, it's really how you hear it. You're not gonna ever get it. If you hear it from what you're not, it's a bummer, it is, yeah. But if you hear it from what you are, it makes complete sense. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you hear, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha from Buddha, it's fucking, oh, thanks for that tip. <laughs> I seemingly forgot there for a little, for 40 years. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, but if, you, if Paul hears it, it's a drag because Paul sees it as a threat that of, of his 30 year Buddhahood, of, you know, being in Buddhist practices. Yeah, so suddenly a beautiful message is taken as a threat by where you hear it from. Yeah. For me, I was exhausted, I guess. So when I heard it, it was great news and it was very disarming. And then uh, I saw uh, a different purpose to all that guilt and shame that was always floating around. Yeah, I didn't see, I had never seen that it was reinforcing a false premise before. I never did until I did. And then when I did, I'd never not seen it, which is pretty good. <laughs> That's how whack it can be, because it's profoundly so. I don't believe uh, non-duality is like, you know, a fantasy spaceship going through the multi-universe. I don't. I believe it's factual. I believe, in fact, there are not two. There are no two. Yeah. And this idea of two-ness uh, gives birth to a conceptual idea of oneness as the fucking promised land. But oneness is just a derivative of two-ness. Yeah, it's none-ness is the key. Zero is the primary number of this mathematics. Not one, not two, zero. Yeah. yeah. So let a verb be a verb. Yeah. And you'll realize and look for a noun and it can't be found. Can you find you really the only the only way the idea of Joyce holds out is the world has a lot of reflective surfaces. Windows, mirrors, fucking <laughs> rear view windows, I mean mirrors constantly, other people's glasses. Now we have a screen, we walk around with uh, Narcissus's pond, it's mo it went mobile. We could just look at ourselves for fucking keep the convincing going. Really, isn't it? Can you imagine just looking at yourself all day? As you're obviously gonna, well, <laughs> I wouldn't look almost at anyone else. So I must be in a great, great cherishing of this body because I think it's my body. Yes, it has a, it has something to do as, a, as the true reference of why I am here. Yeah, isn't that, that's a, there's nothing right or wrong with the body, but being that as the center is just a, a mistake. Yeah, can be easily corrected because it never really happened. It can only seemingly be so. Something has to be entertaining it, which is what we are. Yeah, false evidence appears real only through appearing to reality as that. That's the only way. False evidence doesn't have the ability to appear real. It's false evidence. It's given the ability by the observing of it. And when we're observing of it from a thingness, we're giving it a reality of a thing. Yes? 
How are you going to get, how are things going to work out when the first movement is off? You know, when you, when you're living an interpretation that the horse, that the, you know, the cart is definitely in front of the horse when it isn't. Yeah. And when the correction occurs and then you see the horse in front of the cart, it tells you it's always been that way. It was just a myth. It was a misperception thinking the cart was in front of the horse. It was never that way. There was never any huge or heavy lifting needed to get the horse in front of the cart. It's never not been that way. Yes, never. The presence just doesn't show up when you seem to think you're awake. The presence is always available at all times, right? Where we are. The joy or the lack of joy of it is noticing. Yeah. Yeah. If you're noticing it, it as you, you're not noticing it. You're noticing you. <laughs> when there's noticing it, there's noticing of presence. When you're, when you're noticing it, there's noticing of you. The presence is auxiliary. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's not, it's not, oh, I'm really bad. No, it's not fucking volitional. It's mechanical. Yeah. If you try to lose interest in what you're not as what you're not, that's more interest in what you're not. Just the way it goes. We have an innate recovery. Quit playing God. Well, let's say what you're not is playing God and what you're not hears that. You have to quit playing God. So that which is playing God sets out on a course to quit playing God, which is playing God. <laughs> so that which is playing God can't quit playing God because that would be playing God ad infinitum. How are you going to get out of that if you're in it? The only place to question it is before you believe you're in it, or just see you're not that which believes you're in it. You've got to have a view, not from it, because from it, it's tainted already. Yeah. That's why when you walk in this room, not you, Joyce, all of us, we make this message, we give it the meaning it has for us. We do. It's part and parcel of the delivery. Yeah. You know, any, you know, any documentary that could be given will become a fucking film to you. It will become an interpretive drama. Yeah, that's what happens. It's not personal. You're not doing it. This is what we're, we are. And the seeing of what we're not, which is all that, is in a way how you get the intimacy of what you are, because you are the seeing of what you're not, really. You, you are not the seer of what you're not, you are the seeing of what you're not. It's quite different, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. And then there's a whole fucking screen of people. Yeah. Ooh, I felt like I was in my, I was undressing in my own room. Oh, I've got 36 people watching me. Yeah. I could get Nor into has, this. No. Nor, has, Nor has his hand up. Nor has his hand up. I don't see his hand. Oh, he doesn't even have to do it physically now. Yeah, just about that. All right. The yellow thing. Yes, the yellow. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Nor. I didn't mean for my something yes. else up with my hand up. Good. I didn't do it. Oh, you didn't do it. All right. Good. Let's move no. on. Thank you, Noah. That was nice. Let's, let's, let's have more of those. 
Joyce to ask questions. All right, you gotta go. You gotta go around the block. of a sheep in some respects is this. You're just not a sheep. Well, I'm thinking of manifestation in the most genuine sense, not the shiny car or the bike or something, but when you manifest things because you're... Yeah, that can happen, but it's not... Uh... It's, it seems to be the same as knowing that you're not um, a sheep. Because when you're the lion, it's not manifestation. You don't have to call it manifestation. You can call it anything, but you're living in a, in a different reality or a different um, way of moving about, would you say? Or whatever you're... Well, sometimes you're living as the sheep, but you're not the sheep, which is awesome. The sheep doesn't start manifesting as a lion, really. It just yeah, you become you know, okay with being a sheep because you're not one. <laughs> yeah, and then you have uh, great benefits from unforeseen or unsuspected resources, yes. Right. Okay. I mean, manifestations could be a great, a great benefit. Yeah. But the manifestations aren't, uh, they're not like rote manifestations. Yeah, they're just, it can go any way it wants. Yeah. So maybe you can see a little Yeah. Clear or you really, what happens usually, in my case, it was more of an acceptance of that which I was trying to get out of since I was six years old. So there was an acceptance of the fact that I wasn't leaving here which was hard news to swallow. And uh, yeah, and with that acceptance, a lot of things that were on hold were released and the screen started moving more. Yeah, yeah. but uh, actually uh, manifestations are on a much smaller scale, which I like. I don't wanna be going to like the, the highest cave in the, in the Himalayas really. Just want to go get a coffee after this. And I'm very simple. I have very meager goals during the day or the week. Yeah. You have a great Italian coffee maker, though. I know, great one. So, so working of, yeah, you. I'm covered. I have four of them. That's where my security lies. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, manifestations can be. A lot of things can, uh, can or cannot change. It's just basically. You know, a, a lot of people have a lot of stories why they are or they aren't the way they are. Uh, most of that can be answered by non-duality, really. It does. Because a lot of the questions are only being propped up by your interest in the question. Yeah, when you lose it, you, you lose interest in why a lot and why this isn't working or that's not working. You just have a different you almost could look like you're dumb in a lot of levels. You know, you're just walking around, hanging out. And someone says, 
all right, let's get to philosophical 101. I'm, you know, I'm not, I talked to someone who's very, knows tons of shit. It's like overwhelming because I don't feel like I know anything, which is great in one level. I'm very happy about it because then you're empty and, you know, the sound of the hummingbird can fill you up. Yeah, you've got vacancy, so a lot of shit can show up. Yeah. So before I wanted to get, I wanted to transcend. I did. I thought I'd be, my blue eyes would get bluer and, I, <laughs> and I'd have, you wouldn't be able to touch me anymore, really. That's what happened. It put me out when I was a kid that, you know, love hurt. You know, losing my mom, my father and grandmother. My grandmother was the essence of love to me, passed away when I was nine. It, it left a huge vacuum and the head basically took its place. Right? And then my head just basically set up strategies not to get fucking hurt anymore. And it was looking for how to facilitate that and getting loaded was a pretty good way. Because if you have a feeling already in place, uh, when a feeling comes at you, you almost have like a, a shield to getting really hit by that punch because you're punching yourself. <laughs> Makes no sense, but it did in a lot of ways. Yeah, and then I got, see, the thing is with the head, when something flips it out, instead of just closing that one window, all windows close, and then it's very difficult to get them back up. Yeah. So therefore you're trapped in your own defense. Yeah. And then you start feeling uh, not alive because your idea of being safe alive is being separated, you know, with a, and you live in an aquarium. It's not that satisfying. Yes. So then you have to jolt yourself into shit. You know, who, who needs to shoot cocaine in their neck? Not many people. That's a lot of people get to that because they're bereft of being able to feel anything because they've made a great deal with the devil in a sense. They didn't, but that they've taken all that faith they represented has gone to the mental state and they're believing the mental state's opinion and take on you and them and world and everything like that. And you're just suffocated by its, its assurance when it's failed. You know, it's completely assured that it's, it's a great working system and it's a failed system. Yeah. So this message was just so incredible because uh, the urban renewal project of Paul stopped. It just was the, the budget went in other ways. Yeah. And it's, it's enriched my life uh, with a lot less emphasis than of the my, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The my is, if you could just look at that in your head, just see how much is triggered by the word my. Yeah. That gives you a little sense of you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Just look at the word my in your life and the topic that's important to you. So money, all right, money, my money, hugely different, yeah? Money, I like everyone to have it. My money, I don't want you, any of you to have it, yeah? <laughs> so the my, what's that going on? Have you ever noticed that? How much meaning is given by just a little word my? You don't change any letters of the word that comes after it, yet the meaning is completely different just by 
Relationship. The inference of my, that's the bondage of self. That's the activity of being firm in faith in that something else we've made to be ourselves. You want you want a, a image, a visual to go with the statement. There's the visual. That's what really works when the state statement is is accompanied by illustrations. That's you get that. Yeah. So when you hear oh, firm in faith in something else, and that something else you've made to be yourself is and actively denying what you are. Oh, no one thinks they're in the act of denying what they are today, mostly, but that's what we're in. Because the head isn't firm in faith and there's something else. It's made to be itself. The opposite side of that coin, because this is called duality. So when you play, when your commerce is, is, uh, is, is gone by with these coins, you get both sides. So when the, the mental state, the faith has gone into the mental state and you're firm in faith in being this something else you made to be yourself, you're in the active denial of what you are. That's the conditions, yeah? That's the condition, all right? So no one's gonna go, oh, I'm in the active denial of what you are. Let's just explain there's an activity, yeah? That's firm in faith in being this something else you have made to be yourself. You've taken it to be you. Yes, that's the delusion we seem to be living. And when you get that, and then you'll realize what that is, is an, is an act of denial of what you are. You don't start at the act of denial of what you are. You explain the activity, and then you go to the act of denial of what you are, because you recognize the activity is doing just that. Okay, yeah. And there's a story that you're doing both and you're not doing either, yeah? So you're just the witnessing or the seeing. You're not the seer or the witnesser, you're awareness, yeah? And now the, the aperture is opened up and now more is captured by the awareness. Not that there's more, but there's more that's captured by the awareness, yeah? So you see more and what do you see? Hopefully it fits with the descriptions we give at these talks. Yeah, and then you hear the description and you have the image, something triggers, that's a fucking message. That's like a ham sandwich with a lot of prosciutto in it. Not just with the two pieces of bread, but you get some meat. Yeah, that's the message. That's the message. Vegetarian. Well, vegetarian, so we'll the never burger or whatever. We'll give you that with a lot of mayo. Yeah, so basically, you recognize something from what you are. And obviously, therefore, what you recognize is what you're not, obviously. And suddenly you feel like I am the seeing of shit. I'm not something that can be seen. Yeah? You don't have to shout it on the rooftops. It starts becoming the way you live. And you have an attitude and outlook based on that premise, which is factual, than the false premise. That's all. Yeah, and what gets revealed more of the falseness. Yeah, and what gets intimated more of the realness. Yeah. yeah. I have faith in this message. I have. I've come to this ammonia soaked room for fucking years. Not because I like to or I don't like to, just because this is true. Yeah, and 
put it out there. Now, if it's, I don't know if it's true to you, for you or not, but you have the right to hear it. And if you show up, you're going to hear it. Yeah. If you don't show up, you won't hear it. Doesn't matter to me, really. Yeah. So, yeah. So, any other questions, see, Joyce? Yeah. Yeah. But manifest, yeah. The manifesting, you know, has a lot of meaning, yeah, and it's since the 70s. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna manifest, I'm manifesting love in my life. Oh, yeah, <laughs> all right, sure, yeah, all right. Anyone else? My Oh, no hands. Great. I like this. Everyone like the Zoom and the live thing? I hope the live people. You got two questions now. What? I'm asking a question. Just give us a thumbs up or not. You better because you'll, there won't be any Zooms anymore. Oh, no. Live is better. Yes. Who's, who is it? Oh, Mike, yes. I can see half your face. Oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, I can see half of Mike. So, yeah, I just wanted to jump on and say thank you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. He's from uh, Melbourne. Okay, sir. Okay, I've unmuted. Let's see what that means. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Loud and clear. Yeah, I just wanted to say thanks. For running those yeah, on Zoom because <laughs> I can't be there. I'd be there if I could. Uh, yeah, that would be good. Oh. <laughs> we'll be back there. We'll be back in Melbourne too. Awesome. Yes, I say hello Amelia for me. But there's one question around motivation. I had no questions at all for most of this meeting. And then it just occurred to me because there is still something there that wants to know if I let go of it all, then that idea of motivation and just, and then surviving. So the idea of just wanting you know, big motivation is to go out and get a coffee. So there is still an element there that's, that's frightened of just saying, well, I don't push myself to work, then no income, big problems. That's an old remnant. That's an old remnant. Remnant, yeah. It's got about one percent battery life. It keeps. Yeah. Don't worry about it. The fact is, uh, you're already in the condition that you think would produce no, no, uh, whatever you call it, motivation. So motivation isn't of us. It's just motivation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you think losing the self is gonna affect your motivation, there's never been a self, so. <laughs> I don't see losing a self affecting the motivation. It may be, your motivation may go in other ways. You may be motivate, motivated not to be motivated, but there will, there will be motivation. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I'm extremely well, motivated not to be motivated. 
we spot on with one percent because I can't even really ask the question with too much conviction. Yeah, because yeah, the evidence the evidence has been showing me over time. Yes, yeah. that's not true. But there's still that little piece there. Well, it's it's not you. So yeah, the uh, the radio doesn't have to be off, not to be your radio. Yeah, it just it just plays in the kitchen and shit. Sometimes there's a nice song it remembers. Good. Yeah. Nice old. Uh, you ever hear Electric Ladyland by Jimi Hendrix? That was a great album where he goes uh, to Atlantis. Yeah, he becomes a, a merman, so to speak. It's a great song. Goes on for about 12 minutes. Yeah. By the time he hits six minutes, you've lost all questions. <laughs> <laughs> But I recommend it. It's very cool. It has a great chorus when he, when he arrives at Atlantis. One of the greatest rock and roll choruses, I think. There you go. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. Electric Thanks. Lady Land. Yeah. I don't know why it came to me. I used to like it. It goes underwater. And uh, he's, had, he's had enough of the on land. And they go to and they. Uh, they're greeted by Atlantis and the Atlanteans with great cheer. It's really... <laughs> you all go home and listen to it. Anyone else? Now, isn't that we just brought up Electric Ladyland last week? It was James Cagney. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Adyashanti and Muji. Come up with that. James Cagney interview. Yeah. How can you find Satsang in a James Cagney interview? Go to the last couple of meetings. It was a great interview. You should see it by a guy from a, it was a talk show host in New York in the 80s, I guess. And the guy wanted James Cagney to be James Cagney so much. And James Cagney wasn't buying any of it. The guy's going, don't you know people love you? He's going, uh, no, no, just everything just flows, goes, but you're James Cagney. No, <laughs> the guy was more James Cagney than he was. James <laughs> and James Cagney wasn't buying any of it. It was great. I thought it was a great, great interview. Incredible. Yeah, because he's just going, oh, just flow, just went, yeah, just things happen. Well, was it hard? No, just flow, just happened. It was incredible. We're like 80-year-old at the time. All right, well, if that's it, we'll just, uh, oh, Philip, Philip, another yeah. Aussie. I'm, I'm a, oh, he's got his, all right, he's got his a outfit. Serial there, you know. I'm a serial questioner. Hmm? I'm a serial questioner. Serial question. Oh, serial questioner, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't, um, I just want to, I, I haven't really got a question. I just want to say um, how grateful I am for you. Um, just delivering this message. You know? It's a bit like, um, I watched that um, interview and is there a lot of echo? No. No. Anyway, um, I just realized that, you know, the incredible humility that he had, you know, in that interview, you know, this, this sense. And it's like the traveling lighter is like the extracting of the Mai. If you just take the Mai out, there's this incredible 
release of of interest, as you say, but it doesn't it doesn't undermine the the other interests. I, I still find that um, I still have ambition and interest in the body and interest in other things, but it's just a different sort of interest, you know, that, that my extraction yes. of the my, it's like taking out a bad tooth. It's, it's, it, it just, it's incredible. And the, the traveling lighter doesn't really, it doesn't change anything. You know, it doesn't change your health. It doesn't seem to change what you do, but it's just, it is just that sense. It's like, as you say about the fruit, you know, just tasting the fruit, and, and you can't say anything more about it because it, it has no substance to it. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a traveling light. It's just this sense of this lightness, you know, and and uh, and and I, I listened to one of your talks the other day where where one of the everyone was saying, "Wow, this sounds very different." You know, you, you're different tonight, and it's true. Every time I, I just keep, I'm almost addicted to to this satsang, to this to this group. But I still get something different out of it, even though you're saying the same things. And I just, it kind of like, um, it's a bit of a mystery to me why that is, because it, it, you'd think that I would get bored. It's, it's like you talked about the dog the other day that never gets bored about chasing the, the ball, you know, and it's just, I know I'm sort of mixing a lot of stuff up here. I just, I, I just don't know anyone else who delivers this like you do, Paul, this, this, this obvi obvious about, um, talking you know throwing above the head you know sp speaking to the to the reality rather than sort of um trying to capture the reality you know it, yes uh, <laughs> there's a whole lot of stuff in there but i just wanted to I just want to thank you so much and 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 i know even the other night as well you said um um don't thank me i'm, I'm i mean i'm if you knew me as a, as a person it's different from the, it's the message thank the message and so i'm not sure how to thank the message but I still want to thank you for, for turning yeah. up. Yeah. But one thing I want to say about the traveling lighter, in time, it can produce a lot of health because yeah. stress is a, a huge uh, influence on a thing's condition. True. And yeah. the stress of being the center of the universe and being the, the doer of all doing and the thinking of all thinking the thinker of all thinking is produces a lot of uh, of really mutated responsibility, which it's sort of like putting a ton on a in a half ton pickup. The pickup can't handle it. Yeah. So the traveling lighter does, I find, yeah, over time affect the health of the person as the action figure greatly because uh, it. The idea that it's all about me uh, dropping uh, just lifts a lot of fucking uh, weight off the person, I feel. I do. Yeah, that's why traveling lighter is an effect in the action figure world that's not produced by the action figure world. Mm. Yeah, it comes from something that we're of, and it appears, its effects can appear in in the action figure world. So, uh, yeah, the yes. my produces so much weight, the my, the ownership. Uh, see, whatever you own, it owns you. This is what happens. So when you believe you're the thinker, the thoughts can own you. And, uh, and just to live in that 
constant stress of a thought owning you is a way it owns you. Yeah, even though it may not be driving you crazy, you think it will. And so that stress is, uh, you know, if you keep something in a, held in one position, arthritis sets, yeah? This discomfort will set. If you try to move, it's like trying to break something out. There's no flexibility in it. And many of us are clinched up for a punch through the, because we're living in what's not happening. And in what's not happening, anything can happen. And the head likes to riff on sort of the negative side of anything can happen. So I noticed it quite early, like when I was having a really good time, the head would get suspicious of how long it was going to last or when they're going to find out I don't deserve it or something. But if I felt a little weird, it would say I'm launching into a lifelong depression. I mean, it was just it was so obvious. Why would you want to be have that news feed all day? <laughs> that news feed coming in all day yeah. without any discernment or discrimination? It's insane. So it's the mind, uh, yeah. I, I called it aw awfulization was a huge part of my life, you know. Um, so awfulizing everything. And, yeah. and it, still, it still happens, but I just don't believe it anymore, you know. It, it's yes. like it's, yes. it's still trying to tell me that the worst is going to happen. But you're right, you know, and, and it does relieve, you know, the, the tension in the body just from that anxiety is just, just, it's just magic, you know. Yes, the anxiety is probably a huge source of what they call the inflammation because obviously it's act and react. So you're living in anxiety and then the body reacts as if it's true and therefore it fucking sets itself on fire and the fire becomes a bigger problem. Than, than the anxiety. But this is all the, see, the biggest mover in dreaming is mind, mind, yeah? So what they used to say, what the mind, Jesus would always point it out when he was healing somebody, it's done according to your faith, it's done according to your belief, yeah? So check it out. See, a lot of people, are under the great influence of a mental state that's not even of theirs. It's just, it's just like how in 2001, the computer has gone crazy. It's taken over the mission. <laughs> yeah. And there's no talking to Hal. <laughs> Hal ain't gonna listen to any fucking thing. So you have to sort of... Uh, I don't know. I, uh, the absence of ownership really allows you to enjoy shit, tell you the truth, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm happy to see you, Philip. Thank you. And Thanks, mate. Thanks so much. Yeah. yeah. But let's go after that because everyone alive here has to go to get something to drink. They're sitting here like, what the fuck? The meeting's over. <laughs> All right, who's this? Elaine. Oh, Elaine, how are you? Nice to see you. Hi, Paul. How are you? Hi, everyone. Good. Good. Um, I, uh, yeah, it was, it's been a really good talk. And um, like, like you say, you know, um, as time goes on, more and more gets revealed, you know. 
Um, I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, you've helped me a huge amount. Um, but today, as you were talking, can't even remember the specifics, but um, uh, you, you know, it was helpful to know that um, um, I, I often, yeah, I, I would think that, yeah, I have clarity, but I should have it all the time. So it was really good to hear that, you know, that's that's not the case because um, you know and the mind has got so much um, actually shame came to mind really but it's like you know going around with these masks pretending that everything is okay um, it is okay but the mind will come up with so many different um, theories, problems, yes, yeah. all sorts of just layers and layers of rubbish. And um, um, yeah, it's uh, it's just great to see that, you know. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing that keeps it going is more attention. Yeah. So if it, when it speaks, if our reaction is that it's about us or it's us, it gets a whole load of attention so we can just keep going but it gets starved by it's recognizing that it's not it's foreign so to speak yeah yeah and then the same thing over time it won't tell you it's occurring but you'll notice it there's less and less interest in it and therefore it doesn't get to its third or fourth or fifth page reads the same old script and then if you're interested in it, it adds more and more. But if you're not interested, it just dies. Yeah. 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 Remember, in this move, in this in this show, it's the audience. The audience has the greatest role. The head is playing to us. We are the audience. Mm. We're giving it the reality it has. Yes. Unbeknownst to us, there's a transfer of faith into this story. And then the story is, uh, is given teeth. Yeah, the story is given some weight. And then we start suffering under the weight of it. And then we try to use non-duality as a way of denying it, which makes it even worse, yes? So basically, if the shit hits the fan, fucking, you know, or if your house is on fire and you're burning, get a pail of water. Just learn ways to distract the head if it gets a little too much, yes? There's nothing to do with you. Just take a walk, you know. I like yeah. to tell people what I like to tell people watch uh uh what was it, Bloodline on Netflix. I get five percent every new person. I know it's a show that I really liked it. I like the writing and I used it twice in knee operations. I passed a lot of time watching Bloodline. It helped. Take the mind off of See, the thing is, if the flies are accumulating, yeah, and you keep saying there's no shit and the flies don't leave, you better get a swatter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just, I know you're not going there, but you triggered it because I feel sometimes we're outmatched seemingly by what's going on. And then the head will look at non-duality in like a fundamentalist way that doesn't serve us, yeah? 
the best thing to do is just distract your attention from whatever it is and then, you know, take a walk or fucking do something. Yeah. Break the trance and then things will probably fall back into place. Like Ramana has, would say, Ramana would say, you know, you follow self-inquiry and it brings you to a point where, all right, that's as far as you can go. And then the grace sort of takes over. And then if the head starts getting crazy and starts seemingly going somewhere and you're, you're on the track with it, just ask who it is that's on the track and use that as a skillful means to bring you back from whence you never leave. Yeah. And after being brought back from where you've never left, after a while, you realize you never leave. Yeah. And then you see all the movement of the head in a different light when you realize you never leave. You never go where it's saying you've gone. Yeah. You don't have to come back from where it tells you you were. Yeah. None of that has no relevance. So, yeah, just I like the idea of that. When someone has a head, instead of saying, I have no head, just ask, well, who is it? That's all. And then it brings you right back to where you never left. And then after a while, you realize you're the station, not the trains that are coming in and out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You realize you're the station that doesn't go anywhere. The trains go in and out. But the fact is the station's never gone anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, honey. Thank you. And Carl, your silent partner over there. Nice to see you, Carl. Anyone else, Mike, or would just take off? That's one more question, eh? You all right? Yeah. Mike, Mike went to sleep. <laughs> he is. He's out cold. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> We're going to go to the firehouse. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Firehouse. Rich. You can't go? Yeah, let's say goodbye. Yes. Yeah. You can pull up the